This year is brought to you by Eshel Publications. Eshel Publications is a non-profit organization dedicated to spreading the Torah, Shiurim, and Sefarim of Rabbi Aaron Lapiansky. For sponsorships or more information, visit eshelpublications.com. Okay, um, one of the topics that um, was suggested within the context of the Shurim by quite a few different versions is the relationship between Jews and the Goyim. It's uh, something that for many people comes up uh, somewhat in college and a lot in the office setting and work setting and a person struggles between different emotions. On the one hand, we grew up, for most of us who grew up quite insulated and um, just have no idea of how we're supposed to deal with it and different conflicting ideas and psukim and so on and so forth. So let, let's first understand the basis, and then we'll try to understand where to apply the different uh, suggestions of Chazal. Um, the first thing is when HaKadosh Baruch Hu created the world, there was one person, Adam. Adam was humanity. Um, there was no distinction between Jews and Goyim. When the question is asked, was Adam Jewish or not, the answer was... Um, there was not a distinction between being a Jew or a guy. There was man. Man is one thing. It's B'Tselem Um And on that, the mission says, Chaviv Adam Shniver B'Tselem. Adam was, has a Chavivus, they created B'Tselem Alekim. The Ramchal and the others explain that after the Chet of Adam Arishan, Akadosh Baruch Hu waited for things to right themselves, and then it was apparent that humanity as a whole would not be able to get back to its matzah of Shlemus. So what HaKadosh Baruch Hu did was he chose the most promising of humanity and founded a nation through him, in which case, in, and, and they were supposed to attain first that perfection, and then people would be able to follow along. Let's let's put a little in more um, our terms that we can relate to. Um, you, individuals as such don't set a paradigm for society. The world consists of nations, and when you have a nation that's industrious, strong, um, or what have you, then it becomes a model to emulate. People don't, you know, single individuals don't. Um, create that type of uh, dynamic. So HaKadosh Baruch Hu wanted to choose a person who has in himself the potential to develop a nation. It was open. Anyone could have become that person. Avram Avinu, because of what he showed about himself, was chosen. He, it was solidified with the coming of Yaakov, if the Avram, Yitzchok, and finally with Yaakov, at that point it became sealed. From that point onwards, his children would become the nation of um, who, who are expected to perform in a ruchnistic way something similar to what Adam was expected, and through that the world is supposed to be metukin. That is the ge- that is the general layout of Yisrael and Umasolom. So, um, in, in, in uh, theory, any group could have been Yisrael. Um, 
once Avram, Yitzhak, Yaakov went through that process, that became set, and it was felt that that's the stock that would have the best potential for it, and so on. It's, first of all, it varies extremely differently. It, it, it's extremely different than the vision of chosenness that, that other umas have. Um, a, we don't believe that everyone else is condemned. We think that, we, we understand that anyone who is a good person, who is a righteous person, has a chelik alam haba. However, the, the level of development uh, that a person can attain using the minimal standards set for the rest of humanity, Zayim Mitzvah is not the level a person can attain through Tayag Mitzvah. The door is open for anyone who um, is interested in, um, in becoming part of that. But he has to become part of the Ummah. So a person, if he wants to be able to achieve the level of development that Tayag Mitzvah's office, he has to become part of Klal Yisrael. But the door is open for anyone who, who wishes to do so. Kalal Yisrael's uh, chosenness uh, has is actually f- has not favored it in any special way. It, there's only one thing that's specially gifted to Kalal Yisrael, and that's Eretz Yisrael. Um, the, the Eretz Yisrael is seen as being a place. Different Rishonim have different descriptions where a person either some Rishonim call Sichlius, Ruchnius, uh, Nishama, Kevet HaKadosh Baruch Yisrael's unique um, I- I feature is that it contains a potential for Ruchnius that is not attainable anyplace else. Um, the Kuzari gives a kind of uh, mushal. He says, it's just like when you take a tree and you grow a seedling in a, potted, uh, in a pot, and you take good care of it, and then when it reaches a certain point, you transfer it to the type of ground that will most likely um, allow it to grow. Eretz Yisrael's Mila is, and now when we look at it from, I guess, secularly, Eretz Yisrael itself, it's a, it's a lovely country, it's very nice, doesn't have anything that one would say is overwhelmingly um, significant, it's not terribly big. You, I mean, e- e- even in the old days, it was large, but not. It's not. It's not. You know, look at uh, Iraq, look at Mitzrayim, look at Iran, look at uh, Greece. It's a small country. It's not endowed. It doesn't have the, the amount of. Oil, it doesn't have oil and gas and uh, diamonds. It doesn't really have overwhelming uh, natural resources. It's a, it's a pleasant place to live in. It's got everything you need. And, you know, and it, it, it's 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 fertile. It grows, and so on and so forth. But it's not as if we. W- the, the reason why we want it is because it's the place where we can live a life that ties into our Kaddish Baruch Hu. Um, the other element in which we are unique is that if we do wrong, our Kaddish Baruch Hu especially punishes us. If we do right, our Kaddish Baruch Hu makes us especially successful. But it's not. A vision that, not even close to, you know, we take everything first, uh, the way Nazis, the way uh, South African apartheid, they don't do with it. It had to do with very simply um, Eretz Yisrael, and Eretz Yisrael is seen as a place where the connection with Hakadosh Baruch Hu, both for the pleasant and difficult, 
is especially noticeable. So we, we pride ourselves. So all of humanity is human. Chaviv Adam, that's never Lakim. And we have to respect every person for the fact that he has Lakim. We understand that our role is to act differently in a way that um, brings it about, in a way that demonstrates what real Lakim is, uh, and to serve as a model to draw the world in. We don't need to be proactive and, and sort of... Uh, we don't worry about missionizing or proselytizing, but we worry simply about doing what's right, and then it happens mimela. Um, as opposed to Islam and Christianity, we don't actively proselytize. We even sort of make it a kind of... Uh, 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 we make it hard. We say it's difficult to be a Jew. It, it's, a, it's, a, it's a huge undertaking, and don't be rash when you make that. So the first thing is our relationship to Musa Olam is Chaviv Adam, that's never B'Tselem Lekim. The fact that there's a greater Chavivus, that they're called Banim, should not take away from the first thing. Our relationship to Musa Olam needs respect. Let me, yes? I mean, there are other sources that take a much less... uh We'll we'll go both sides. Let's let's go step by step. Another another um, place where the halacha is Geneva's das is also by an akum, so Gzela's akum we pass is also, but Geneva's das is also also. So for instance, if a guy walks into the store and he tells you he he wants to buy salami, um, OU is not good enough for him. He's heard that tartakava heksha is really good, and he asks you this meat tartakava heksha. And you could say to yourself, what the heck does it make a difference? I don't think it makes sense anyway. And for this fellow, he can eat chaza, so what's the problem? And I can tell him, yes, it is, when it's not. Dalach is, you're not allowed to. So even though you're not harming him in any physical way, uh, you might even actually be helping him by keeping away from Tatakava Hersha, but still, um, you are, you're debasing him. There's a certain lack of respect for the person that you can play with him. So respect is a very, very important part of it. Um, another mucker that I would like to bring down is a chinuch that speaks about why Shevet Levi doesn't have a chilek in Israel and also does not have a chilek in the biza of the Amim. In the, um, when they fought a nation and they conquered goods and so on, uh, plunder, they would not take a share in it. So the chinuch asks, well, we understand why not the karka, why not the um, wh- wh- why they don't get a nachla, you know, which is supposed to be called over Hashem, but why not biza? And chinuch says because shevet levi is on a high madrega, and the biza that was taken was taken with it it it, it created people great distress. You took something away from a person caused him to feel terrible about it and hurt and, 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 and humiliated and robbed. It's not befitting that somebody who's a servant of God should make use of these things. So um, the sense that there's a, and we're talking about wartime and we're talking about um, people that were fighting us to kill and yet there's something about using something 
that someone that someone else's tears were shed on it, that it doesn't befit especially high madrig of Shevet Levi. Those are all just sample things looking from the attitude that we have of respecting the person as Tzalmul Akim and so on and so forth. Um, we also believe that every Uma has in itself certain qualities that are like Yachta Lekim Liefes, Yishkom Boli Shem, Yefes as Yofi, Chazal say that there are four languages, each one uniquely suited for certain type of expression, I don't even know offhand, but one is for lamenting, there's Yivanis and there's this, one is for lamenting, one is for singing, and so on. These are all different, the Yivanis was especially suited for translating Torah, and so on. Um, each and every Uma has Nekudas of unique merit, unique talent, and, and that gives each Uma its own um, its own uh, unique ability, and so on and so forth. Those are, uh, let's call it, the positive aspects of how we relate to Umas Olam. <coughs> so certainly on the level of the individual, this attitude is very called for. There's a flip side of it. The flip side is that the culture, the mores, the values, the morals, etc., that Umas Olam as Umas have developed are bad. A. B. The Torah also um, makes it very clear to us that we are greatly affected by what's around us. And since we're always a, a, a drop in a bucket, it, the drop tends to become very diluted by the bucket. So, on the other side, the other hand is, when we look at the... Um, the, the social content of what Umas Olam have, we have a very, very uh, negative opinion for the most. Yes, there may be an akud of tov here, an akud of there, but the culture as a whole is bad, it's wrong, it drags us down. So, first of all, there's an extraordinary sense of havdalah between us and Umas Olam. The Torah very, very much, in many ways, put in barriers between us. Um, Chazal emphasized the morale when he speaks about Yayin, uh, about Stam Yenom, he, 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 he's very, very, which in his days had become, people had become kind of very negligent about Stam Yenom. He, he, make, he speaks very, very strongly about the Havdolah between us and the Olam is very important to the Mechuzah It's just like a living cell is, is it has a content but no living cell survives without the membrane around it, without the layer around it, which keeps everything out and clearly defines what the cell is. Because if you dilute it, it's gone. So Kleistral has tremendous levels of separation. Start, I mean, obviously not to marry a Masolam, um, not to engage in a level of friendly social activities that would encourage any type of personal friendship as opposed to cordial and respect, but anything that would tie some solemn goes against it. And the reason being that the culture and the ideas and the values, etc. of Umasolam are for the most part very, very detrimental to us. Um, there's a Pasik in Dvarim that um, it says that maybe you'll come 
it's in A. Maybe it's worth reading inside. Be careful that you don't stumble um, with the Goyim, through the Goyim, after you've, even after you've gotten them out of Israel, after you've destroyed them. Maybe you're going to um, look after, research their religion. How do these Goyim worship their gods? And I'll do the same thing. Now, I once heard from, I think it was Zalman Chemin Goldberg told me, and he said, you know, the Pasik doesn't give any reason why one would do that. The says, be careful, you, you've destroyed the Goyim, they're not there anymore, but you're going to ask yourself, how do the Goyim around me um, worship their gods? And I'll do that also. So, Rav Zayacham told me, he says, you know, the biggest, um, one of the biggest drives to do something is how does everyone else do it? How society around us acts influences very strongly and that we ought to do the same. He says there's no reason for it. The reason is how does everyone else worship their gods? And we'll do that as well. So the, the, um, th- there's a very powerful influence, if you see yourself as part of that society, to do like them. The Ramban says on, the, on, on this, on this Pasuk, he emphasizes a very important point. He says the Pasuk does not tell us that we're going to worship Abu Dazara. We're not asking which gods they worship or worship them. It's asking us how. In other words, the format, the ceremony, the mores, the, the, the rituals, everything about um, how they do it, we want to adapt. So Ramban says, the Torah is telling us, don't think that what they do is right. It's just that they got the wrong address. In other words, yes, you're supposed to, you're supposed to worship God this way. They've got the wrong God. Um, but we will adapt their, uh, or adapt actually, th- their rituals to Hashem. It says that's wrong. And, that, and that's very clear. It's in the Pasuk. The Pasuk says, Eich Yabdu. And he says, Ve'eseken Gamoni. It doesn't say, Lemioivdim. And then it says, Ki kol tavas Hashem HaShashani. Whatever God despises, Oso Lalehem. Ki gamas b'neim as the same as the face So the, the, um, the, it, what what we can't pick up from Umas Ha'olam more, it's not only the God to worship, it's the format. And if we think about it, uh, about what's happened in the last few centuries, we're going to understand, uh, uh, we understand this well actually. Reform started not concerning issues that are difficult to perform. When reform movement started, they didn't attack the things that were difficult. What, what they did not like was the things that are strange. Um, I, have, I, I have a colleague, and he says, um, you know, 
like like what is your what does your church look like? And I tell them, oh, people are, uh, you know, people are shaking back and forth, going all over the place, singing, dancing, and he says, oh, that's that's not quite that's not quite right. Uh, in a church, it's it's formal and it's quiet and it's dignified and it's somber and so on and so forth. So you immediately feel very very um, bad about it. You, you you do feel not so good, and therefore you want to make the shul church-like. Introducing the big battle was to introduce an organ into the shul because normal, intelligent, um, civilized people worship with an organ in the, in the, in the house of worship. That's how, that's how you do it. And, and a shul to have to depend on the chazan's voice is lousy. So, so the big battle was over the organ. Why? Because it, it should be church-like. To move it to Sunday because civilized people worship God on Sunday, not on Saturday. Saturday is when you clean the car and you cut the lawn, and Sunday is when you worship God. That's the way it is. That's normal, and it, it's it's not it's not a bad chuna for a person to want to be normal. Altiaminamatmihim is 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 a positive virtue until it comes to right and wrong. But a lot of it today, um, it it's avant God to not to have stiff worships, but to have new age innovation stuff, so the new reform and reconstruction congregations are very new age-like. Don't sit stiffly in a seat, smoke a little pot, sing, dance, do whatever, you know, uh, read poetry, whatever you want. It's, it's simply um, because they're coupling their sense of, of Judaism to what is commonly the common culture. And that becomes the real battleground for us, because Things that are usser are usser. It's usser treif. I don't think anyone listening is that that's the issue must be treif. But our our interface with Umas Olam asks of us to start um, to s- it, it 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 creates in our mind a sense of normalcy that is not Torah value, and we're stuck between. A, a person has a normal, healthy human being has an internal gyroscope that adjusts to society. That's normal. That's right. I mean, people who are weird and strange, it's not because they're weird and strange, because they need to be weird and want to be weird, or just completely missing the sense of normalcy. It, it, it's 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 an imbalance. So so we are in an environment where people feel free to talk about topics that the Torah is is very against. So are you you know, are you are you something wrong about you? Are you kind of weird, stiff, prudish? What's what's with you? Um the sense of um it, it it's pervasive. What are you doing on your off day? In other words, oh I'm I'm sitting in a, in a, in a, in, a, in a synagogue and studying books is strange. Well it's an off day, I'm we're going out to the beach, we're having this, we're having that. Um now, here and there and somewhere else there are points of tov, like Umar Solom have things, there's something called mitukonim shabahen. One can look at them and say there are things about it that we can pick up that are worth incorporating. There are plenty of things that we incorporate that are not. Is it, it, baseball, football, basketball, as spectator sports. Um, I'm always torn by it on a personal level. On the one hand, um, it's definitely probably from the more clean things, the least halachically offensive things you can do. But the whole concept of 80,000 adults 
paying money and spending three hours to watch grown-up people hit balls with sticks and, and, and take it very personal that, God forbid, your hometown guy with a stick didn't do as well as the other guy with a stick and, and become very emotional. And if he's a, you know, I can't get along with my Harusa because he's a, he's a Red Sox fan and I'm a Philly fan. It's something about it, I mean, the, the idea of sitting and watching this, you know, my high. Um, and, and, and the problem starts even at a final level. We're talking about arts, you're talking about, um, you know, performances, you're talking about opera, you're talking about fine plays and things like that, where um, the content, it, 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 you know, they're, they're, it's intelligent, but it's very not Torahic. Um, how do I stand with that? What do I do with that? So there were different mahalchim with it, um, and it ranged from the Hasidim basically said, we will cut ourselves off totally. They were always makbid that the language of the country be their second or possibly third language. Um, they, they, yes, we want to speak pidgin English because we don't want to be part of that culture. We, 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 um, we live in our own bubble. It's, it's like somebody's coming for, he's stopping overnight in, in Thailand. He's not going to become Thai because of it. It's curious, it's, it's, it's interesting, and that's it, and on. It was very strong raise it, to raise themselves very insulated. Um, the, the advantage of that is that you are not part and parcel of that culture, and you don't face those issues at all. Um, nobody sees you as being part of that culture. You don't see yourself, and you avoid those issues. The flip side is there are disadvantages also. One is you tend to mistreat people around you, because you don't, you see them as less than human. It takes a lot to be able to say, I've nothing to do with them, but this is Salma Kim. It's very, very difficult. Two, you create, any place that's Hamish, quote-unquote, has the, um, it has the dignity of, of a college dorm. It's like, yeah, this, that, the other thing. It's no sense of civility, courtesy. There are things lacking when, when it becomes very Hamish. There's no process, procedure, everything is kind of informal, casual. Um, there are also, unfortunately, the, 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 the most base type of culture, it doesn't take much to read a Playboy. Yes, to, to understand a, a, a book, it takes much, but if, if you want to read Schmutz and you want to get into the bottom part of the culture, it doesn't take very many skills to do that. And it's very, you know, once you're working with people in the city and it allows for a lot of your basic things to get out. Love Dafka that you've protected your people from those influences. Um, it is, um, you know, it's, it's, a mixed, it's a mixed bag. It has different things. You have cultures like um, the, old, the extreme opposite, which is like, we'll call it modern orthodox for better or for worse, and which felt a, there is a lot of value to be had from what uh, science and society has developed. Two, it is very dangerous to live on yourself. Three, by cutting yourself off from a lot of the professions and so on, you are um, you, you're forcing people into very low-level jobs, creates onusionos and, and bottlenecks and so on. And therefore, there was a very strong sense of, you know, and, and I'm talking about people that were very sincere about it, to, to become as comfortable in the outside world without 
um, and, and retaining your own sense of values despite it. It sounds wonderful on paper. It's very, very hard. Yes, if you are the great, brilliant, renowned rabbi so-and-so, and you have a doctorate in, in, in Greek classics, and you can expound very academically, it's nice because you don't have to sit day in day out with, with, the, with those people. You're not part, you know, you're not drawn to, the, to everything else, but if you basically become integrated culturally, and that's the milieu, you find your Yiddishkeit becoming cold, dispassionate, and so on. Uh, not always, but again, it's there, and, and very few people have the stamina that it takes to be completely integrated in society when you are totally different. Um, it's, it's a very, very tough call, and um, the success rate, it, it's, it, there's no uniform success rate. It varies, you know, in proportion. Um, people can be, can be shomer basic mitzvahs, but it's hollowed out because their values and so on. There are things that we affected subtly by in, in cultural things. Let, let's give an example. Um, an American value is to make your, to, to, to make your own livelihood. It's a very core American value that a person be independent, that a person um, make his own parnasa from the day that he's graduated college, let's say, and not be dependent. Many, many goyim and Jews who follow along will charge their children rent if they live in their house after they've gone through college and so on. The very core American value. At its heart, it has value in the sense that um, the whole world was created that a person should not eat Nehamed Kisufa. So th definitely that's something that's very, very... It has a core point of truth to it. But it's become the all-pervading American Yesoda Yesodas is be independent and uh, financially. The concept of a Shevet Levi, the concept that if I'm sitting and learning and I'm really steiging and growing and my Torah is valuable, that I live off kolel, in-laws, parents, that parents and in-laws say to themselves, if my child wants to sit and learn, this is the greatest thing I do with my money and I want to support him, becomes anathema. It, it goes very against the grain of that thought. So, on the one hand, we want to take out that nakuda. Some, we want a person who's not productive to feel bad about himself. The person who's, who's quote-unquote, in colo just kind of, uh, he just sort of shows up for the coffee or something. We want that person to feel ashamed of himself and need to make his own money. We want people to feel, you know, sort of they're taking only the minimum for their needs and not making a livelihood out of colo, not making business out of it. But, but, but on the other hand, we want that people should feel very strongly about supporting us, so on and so forth. And those values clash. How much of my reaction when, when, I'm, uh, when somebody comes to my door and says, I'm sick and I need help, we, we all open up. But when someone says, I'm supporting 10 very chashem chamim who are learning kachim and really, really steiging right in Burim, um, how much do we say, well, why don't you go out and work instead? or something like that, and how much uh, are we say, ah, Baruch Hashem, I can support it, and I become part of the Torah, and so on and so forth. It's very hard, because we don't identify it readily as a value, and so on. Uh, you know, it's, it's kind of, uh, when, when people speak about being independent, so on, we see the positive in it, and we don't, we have a hard time, it, it's, it's, it's a subconscious type of effect. 
Really? Yes. Aren't there Jewish sources that support independence? I have no problem with the Jewish sources. The question is, though, when I'm when uh, my attitude is built by the Jewish sources or by Eicha Yavdu, you know, that's the real issue. Where am I? You know, where's it coming from? Um, if, if, if the person had no influence but the Torah and he looked at both sides and said, I think this or that way, fine. But if it seeped in from someplace else, then um, I once heard actually a shear from a Soloveitchik, and he's speaking about novel. <coughs> David Amelov came to novel and asked him, he was with his people, they were hungry, and they were tired, and uh, he said, could you please give us food? And novel was a very, very stingy person, very selfish, and he said, you know, I don't remember the Lashen, and so on. So Salvation, you know, who are these people that I'm going to give them my bread, my this, my that. The emphasis in the Pasuk is mine, 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 mine. And Salvation said, Novel was the quintessential American. He was a self-made man. It is my water, it is my bread, it is my meat. What right do you have to take mine? I made it myself, I worked hard, and I'm a self-made man. So novel was the quintessential American. Um, yes, it, it, you know, it, 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 it's very hard to know where things are, um, where things are, um, where the line is drawn. Um, the, the interaction between men and women. Um, what's the level that's Torahic, and what's the level that we're looking at where if everybody outside there feels having an affair is okay once in a while, and I restrict myself just to flirting, I'm a tzaddik. But, you know, because flirting is considered to be part of life. Um, how, how do I exactly w- w- manage the it two? It's hard. Those influences come in. Um, German jury was kind of a cross between the two. Um, German jury was interesting. On the one hand, they were very open to outside culture. That was the way it was. Ashanshah Paul Hirsch came to a society that was not from, and he rebuilt it. He had very positive senses, sense about certain things of Umas Holom. It's clear. He felt, and you know, in Germany at that time, was a very, very civilized, it was the most civilized country by far. And the order and structure of society, uh, a, lot of, a lot of their um, core structure was, was like a, a lot of... Um, things in terms of literature and so on, he felt were positive things. But, on the other hand, the Yiddishkeit had a certain rigor to it that was very exclusive. The Germans, by nature, kind of, there's a certain harshness and rigorness. So, in some ways, he had an openness that modern orthodoxy has today, but he had a very, very strong barrier. He was a very not flex- inflexible person. Now, Hirsch was not an easy-going person. He wasn't easy. He was very, very strident and very tough. And um, maybe that, that was the secret to how he was able to preserve it. Um, I don't know. It's a very, it's a hard one. Um, so so, so the, the range, the Litvish world, the yeshivish world, um, was in some ways, it developed a very strong internal structure in terms of the learning and that had no room for Umas Olam, but there was a sense of kind of 
going along the world in a normal way, quote-unquote, not, not intimately bound as the modern Orthodox, not as isolated, insulated. In other words, um, the interaction with society around you was meant to be respectful. Uh, it, it was meant to be in a way that would be um, over um, a certain sense of dignity, but no, um, uh, no internal affiliation. Uh, you know, they would they would read the newspapers and kind of look at it from a distance and say, "This is why he's doing this. This is why he's doing that." There wasn't. It was not a soul. It was not. One did not affiliate oneself the way I guess my Orthodox would. It's very broad because in Shiva's themselves, they ranged from places that were kind of very worldly, like Slabotka considered himself very worldly, to the Bardic that was kind of against the world and so on. But it's sort of, I guess, it might be considered a sort of a balancing act. Uh, certain, that's where I come from, so I, I would see it as such. But um, there were different ways of struggling with the two ideals. I, I want to, um, I, I want to give over a story. So, so I, I guess first let, let's 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 make a, a, a bit of a bottom line of it. So, the interaction with Umar Sa'olam is a very, very difficult Nisayal. Um, remember again, one need not become an over Zara at the end of the process to have failed in Nisayal. It, 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 it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a subtle thing, and it's a question of where your mind and heart and attitude is. Um, someone once told me, a, friend, a cousin of mine who lives in a modern Orthodox uh, enclave near New York, once was so he came to me once and was very upset. He said that somebody had made a bar mitzvah in that town and had invited five, I think, Nick players uh, from the New York Knicks um, at ten thousand dollars a shot to grace his bar mitzvah. Um, and he was angry because he said those fifty thousand dollars they could have hired another rebbe and so on. I told him I don't feel bad about that because. That there was enough money in the community to hire more rebbeim, even with the nick player. That that the fifty thousand didn't come on the cheshvan yeshiva. I said in my mind, um, the message was he didn't hire Rev Soloveitchik for ten thousand dollars to come and grace his bar mitzvah. He hired basketball players, who there's nothing there um, to admire about them. Yes, one can admire the way they shoot the ball into a basket. Uh, definitely, uh, there's definitely what to admire. But is, is that is that the part of a person that one should admire? I mean, fine. On off time, you want to sort of let off steam, so you watch something as silly as people throwing balls and baskets. But it, what does it say about the value? And at a bar mitzvah, you're theoretically presenting your child with your core values. I mean, it's a, it's it's it, the, your core values mean are nothing. Um, there's seven foot people putting balls into baskets. I mean, that's what you're saying. It, it's it, 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 that because, but it's an American value. Basketball players, a sports player, is very, very important. The whole, this huge uh, development of celebrities. Um, I saw recently an article, somebody quoted someone else, that this year many celebrities have been taken from us. We pray, dear God, do not take any more celebrities. What are celebrities? People. Why is a magazine called People? I would call it Balichayim. What, what about that makes it people? I mean, it, it, I don't have a problem when somebody says, listen, I have a taiva for flesh. I have a taiva. I'm about taiva. But that's not people. I call this, this is the world of taiva. But Adam, 
the, the Shem Adam is Chalan what? Th- that whole society of worshipping heroes and celebrities. And uh, a fellow once came to Torah, and he'd lived in Los Angeles, and he told me that um, he wants to he, he wants to interview me and photograph me and this and that. I asked him what for. He said he has an album. He's been searching for wisdom all his life, and whenever he has, whenever he feels that he has people to get from, he, he interviews, photographs them, and he came and he came along with a um, album of actors and uh, quote-unquote celebrities that he photographed and interviewed to get the wisdom of life. I told him, I don't know if I have any wisdom to offer you or not, but I'm not in the same place these people are. If that's wisdom, I got none of it. So, so uh, why, why is it, why do we look at that? Why do, why do we make any chshivas of it? Um, I was once standing in front of JFK and some famous player walked by. I, I didn't know it, but someone else ran over and said, are you so-and-so? And he said, yes, he says, can I have your autograph? And um, and I realized that he must be famous. And then he turned to me, "Would you also like?" And I said, "No. I, I, I mean, I'm nothing against it. He's a nice guy. I just, but we pick it up because we live with that sense of values. So the the, the yachas to umas olam, there's a radical gap between the personal respect to each person, understanding he's a tzelmulkim, he's got a darg of neshama. He, he has hopes, he has futures, he has a possibility of doing good or bad, and so on. Um, and, it's, and, and acting in a way that displays that. I want to tell over Maisa that um, I saw recently and stunned me. I, and no one made note of it. I was watching a good Yisrael or Torah Masor, wanted to put out a DVD on Shanghai, CD or DVD on Shanghai. And they interviewed the people that were involved. Um, and they were very, very, it was, it was really good. It was like firsthand, they presented the stuff. And there was one part of it that intrigued me. It went as follows. The hardest part was to get transit visas through Japan to go to onto Carasso. That was the real difficult piece. Um, there was a Japanese consul in Kovna. And they actually found the reason why. Not important. It was a, an office with one Japanese consul and... The, the, at that time, Germany was under German, I mean, Lithuania was under German auspices already, and there was a Nazi secretary, so to speak, given as a courtesy from the German government to this consul. He was there actually to keep tabs on the consul. And Zupnik was the yeshiva bach who came and he asked the Japanese consul for a transit visa. The Japanese consul said, um, why should I give you a transit visa? Like, you know, just, uh, why, why ought you get one? And he said, he could think of 10,000 reasons that Karshbach put the right one in his mouth. He said, to save us. And he agreed to it. But he said, I have a problem. I'm leaving very soon. I'm going back. We're closing up the consulate. And there's no stamp for all the, for the visa. You have to paint it in by hand in Japanese characters. So Zupnik said, I will help you do it. And the Nazi secretary said, I will help you do it. And they sat for, I think, a few days, and they issued 2,400 visas to everybody with a passport. It was... Um, uh, so, and he said, he, he, he narrates, it was, it was a surreal experience having um, a Japanese consul, the Yeshiva Bacha, 
and a Nazi is, uh, SS officer uh, painting out visas for 2,400 Jews. When he finished, the Nazi turned to him and said, you must be wondering why I'm doing this. He said, I've come to respect your type of people, meaning religious Jews, and that's why I did it for you. And that was the end of it. He left, he left, they left. Now, there's an unsung hero in this story. Somebody from, or somebody's from, must have made an impression on this Nazi officer. I mean, he could have been hung and strung for what he did. I, I mean, he, he, and, and there would have been, if he would have told the Japanese consul, we don't do that in Germany, now, there wouldn't have been no, he sat with the yeshiva bachnet, because he said there's something about you that I respect so much that I'm willing to do it for. So there was somebody, an unknown person, that whose name is not known to us, who made such a Kiddush Hashem, that he saved all of, of the Mir Yeshiva and hundreds of other people. Um, so, so a person with his Hanhaga and his Isnagus can make that type of impression. And I don't think one ought to do it because you never know when you might need it. One ought to do it because it's the right thing to do, and when Umas Olam look at, at, a, at a behavior that befits Kaiso, they say, you know, that the other hand is, a person has to know that it should be a one-way street. He's being mashpia on Umas Olam. He shows them the courtesy, the respect, the honesty, the integrity, and, and so on that he ought to do. Does, you know, he's especially careful with that. But on the other hand, he wants no part of their life and values. Um, you know, the, it, the, the, whatever ideas and so on and so forth, there might be grains of good to it, but by and large, um, you know, as a whole, it's got its issues. And that's why a sort of withdrawal from the values and culture and so on is, is, is also in keeping. We say, Yantiv Atem Chatonim Kol Amim, after Sanatisabonu, there's the Havdol Ben Yisola Amim is what we make every week. There's a Havdola. We are different, we're unique. Um, we're not racist. Everyone's welcome to join us. But what we are is, we are of a different cut. We want to act differently. We have different expectations ourselves. And even what's kind of okay in the world around us is not um, automatically lit in. So it's a delicate balancing act. And uh, we, we'll, we always will fail here, there, the other place. But I, I think that that's sort of a, a general picture of it.